day 152 of the fellowship good day good morning to you wherever you are i hope you're well rested i hope you're ready to kickstart your day i hope you've had a solid block of at least seven hours sleep with plenty of rapid eye movement deep dreams and little stirring in your warm covers in a cool room well, that's genuine. Of course, that's a veiled way of saying I've had entirely the opposite experience. Um, at least one of the two kids thought it was a great idea to get up whimpering uh, at least once an hour during the entire night. Felt deeply <clears throat> sorry for them, sad, worried, concerned. And all the while, exhausted, frustrated, and wondering if I could even muster any energy to get here and get up today. But enough of the tiny violin playing for me and my wife, who's always got it harder. But in, in all of that, and all of this ramble, as always, it's got me thinking about other things, professionally speaking, and this research fellowship that I thought would be worthwhile sharing um, outside the context of the personal struggles of parenthood and that concept of sleep that used to exist somewhere in our dim and distant past there are days in this line of research fellowship or otherwise academia or otherwise where the f overwhelming feeling is of having zero energy to continue and the utter temptation to completely and utterly give up, to burn the effort, to put it in the bin and almost forget that it ever happened. Now, what's perhaps far less intuitive is or are those times when giving up is the right thing to do but coming to the more obvious one first uh, one of the most useful concepts I've become aware of is through author marketer and entrepreneur Seth Godin calls the dip where it is that low point in a new process where you think there is no point in continuing the effort is wasted left wanting for something that you don't have in your gut it's the height of temptation to just throw away all the efforts that got you to this point that might be learning a new skill going through writing a new paper starting a new project pivoting into a new space starting a new business um, leading a new team you name it it's after a certain amount of time in a new endeavour, it's that feeling of thinking, why did you bother starting at all? Why are you here? Why not just give up? That's the dip. And the genuine dips are those cases where if you persevere just long enough, you'll realise that you are starting to climb out of that dip. You are starting to gain mastery or make headway in the project or get things in your new venture off the ground. It's the drip feed of consistent effort that helps you mount those baby steps to lift yourself out of the dip. 
even just knowing that concept, putting a name to it, I think I've found incredibly powerful for a lot of times in research where projects seemed to be getting ever more complex and convoluted where some chemistry wasn't working or a piece of equipment just wasn't playing ball. But nonetheless, individual and teamwork with consistent effort day to day slowly lifted us out to the point where we think, oh my God, if we hadn't done that, we would never have got to this paper or this video or this conference. You know, thank the lucky stars within us that we kept going with that. We got out of the dip and just knowing the concept is a is a big part of that. So I wonder then if you're thinking where where have been the own your own dips uh, along the way in the projects and processes that you're interested in. Now I mentioned that that's the, the more intuitive side of things. But the other side is, is that there are times where giving up is in fact worthwhile and the best thing to do. Um, and a lot about this has been spoken in the same breath as the dip. Um, but you can go further. So the dip is when it's you're at the low point, you're in the trough, but the consistent efforts can bring you out of that to something successful. You get over your doubts or you at least learn to manage them so that you can ride the wave to the success that you thought would never be yours. The counterintuitive point is giving up on something that can go under the banner of sunk costs. The sunk costs or the sunk cost fallacy, as you can read about alongside the dip or in, uh, for example, Daniel Kahneman's work in Thinking Fast and Slow uh, and related research therein. The sunk costs and the sunk cost fallacy is like when you keep driving at a dead end and you think, oh, I've spent all this money or all this time on this project or this thing, whatever it may be, and you feel beyond any logic or any counter-proposal that you absolutely have to keep driving at this thing. And what you're not seeing is the brutal fact that it's going absolutely nowhere. Example, so in my previous fellowship to this one, I had written what I thought was a, a new gospel in an area of chemistry that was completely underdeveloped. Uh, it was using uh, a relatively cheap metal known as manganese to those of you who are not chemists uh, to do all sorts of cool, weird and wonderful transformations and to use some, some uh, clever programming and quantification methods to put some numbers against the design of these manganese-based compounds that would do some unknown chemistry. That's what I thought I was going to do. Uh, I bought the chemicals to start that. I'd put in a, a nosebleed-worthy amount of effort to get the fellowship that funded that, having been rejected from countless others, which is a topic for another day. But then when I started that fellowship, when it came good and I got into the lab, set things up, started bringing students in, started doing some work myself. I started seeing a, a lot of work coming out of other labs, bigger labs, more established places, better funded, um, better resourced with more team members, 
more money, quite frankly. Um, and I just couldn't shake the feeling that I'm going to drive down a path and at every milestone along the way, I and we are going to find that someone's already there and there's already a flag in the ground and that everything that we do is just second best and copycatting what these bigger, better, more established teams can drive at. Um, one of the toughest things I've had to do is really just to hold my hands up and say and applaud what what I was seeing coming out of other places. You know, your your ideas are only as ever as good as how effectively and quickly you can execute them, uh, and how how um, intricate your ideas are to the point that they're harder to copy. But when I started seeing some of my ideas ideas and our team's ideas coming out in other places I had to really stop and think deeply about is this the time to plow on with what looks like a lost cause or is this the time to take a risk to try something new to try to pivot into another space to just bend the original idea lose that sunk cost and see what other opportunities are there so in that short story before I go on the sunk cost is all the time and effort of putting together a fellowship proposal and buying chemicals in to drive down one particular area of research I could have driven into that dead end but instead the ability or the awareness of what sunk costs are allowed me and then in discussion with my team was to realise that 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 early effort was a gift to say that, guys, you were along the right lines. But now look, here's another team who've been in a better place at a better time and gone away and, and actioned some of those ideas. And in many cases, even better than you could have done yourself. Take this gift and use it as an opportunity to explore something new. And I realise this is... Um, this is like the world revolving around me again, but you know these examples are the best I can give you, so I hope they're useful. But had we not looked at that sunk cost, we never would have pivoted into the space that led to this longer-term UKRI fellowship. It was in a different space to what I had trained in. It took a lot of grasping and struggling and learning and even more rejections for when the idea just wasn't quite right. Um, it took coming out the end of my original fellowship with no follow-on job and a lot of stress to find a new position before any fellowship came to explore the new ideas. But I cannot really find the words now to understand how relieved and grateful I am that we ever took that risk in the first place. Had I not been able to understand what a sunk cost was, I might still be going into that unfertile ground of the original idea that other teams were now taking on as their own. So I started this today just with the sheer exhaustion of <laughs> having no sleep and realised that it was making me think again that there's times when I'm so tired I don't think it's worth going on. But there's been no end of value in becoming aware of those 
interconnected concepts of the dip where I, where you feel it's like the worst time in the world but small consistent efforts will help you rise up to where you really want to be and beyond your self-doubts the dip and also the sunk cost fallacy where you see a mountain of previous effort going nowhere but instead of plowing on ahead with it you reframe it as a gift to yourself as an opportunity to try something new now that you have the knowledge the original investment that you made is going nowhere productive as it stands so I'll leave you there in this uh, slightly longer rant probably double the normal time I speak to you but I hope it's been useful for you to hear and to reflect now for yourself where you've felt the dip and what sunk costs you might be holding on to we'll see you soon have a great day if you like what you're hearing on the podcast head over to the website where not only will you find the written blog versions of these podcasts you'll find my leadership blog series the daily thought series and information about my book on managing the imposter phenomenon we also have even more free resources and webinars linked to the YouTube channel. So head on over to dr-mark-read.com. That's dr-mark with a c-r-e-i-d.com. Thanks again for listening.